What's up, guys? It's Brian. Today's episode actually features me as a guest on my friend Chris Miles' podcast, Money Ripples. Chris and I recorded this podcast last August when I was in Amsterdam, and he finally was able to release it on his channel a couple of weeks ago. So it's pretty cool to almost step into a time capsule and hear what I was thinking on month two of my trip around the world. And if you guys listen closely, you can hear when I call my shot on Action Academy community, I talk about this idea that I have and this thing that I'm wanting to do and that I will probably have it launched in January of 2023. And we pulled it off. So once again, this is a reminder that all of you are doing really, really cool things, but you're doing them quietly. What I would advise is to call your freaking shots publicly, talk about what you're going to do. And then when you do it, what you're going to do anyways, it's going to look so much cooler. And everyone's going to be like, oh, man, I remember you talking about that thing. So anyways, guys, sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy uh, Amsterdam Brian and Chris Miles on the Money Ripples podcast. Welcome to the Action Academy podcast. Stand back while I celebrate freedom. The show where we help you achieve financial independence with the mindsets, methods, and actionable steps from guests who've already earned their freedom. The flags of freedom fly. Choose to do what you want. What you want. With who you want. With who you want. When you want. When you want. With another episode today. Now, here's your host, Brian Lubin. So special guest I've got here today, someone that I met through different circles, especially in the real estate game, but not just real estate, but entrepreneurship and just an impressive man. Just for someone so young, do some things that are so cool. I know you're going to love this story. All right. So I've got Brian Lubin here. Now, Brian, a little bit about him. He was working the whole nine to five corporate job, retired by 65, that kind of thing. He realized that just wasn't for him. And so what he ended up doing is he ended up going out on a journey going traveling the world, doing that full-time. We get to talk with you about really how to not just create passive income, but passionate income. So excited to have you on, Brian. Excited to be here, man. That was like watching the Sistine Chapel being painted. That was just a work of art, man. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> listening, he does these face. live. That was beautiful from one podcaster to another, but I'm eternally grateful to be on here. And it was really awesome to finally be able to meet you face to face here and have this conversation. And you and I struck up a relationship over a couple of mastermind groups that we were discussing. And now yeah. we've formed a new friendship and I'm excited to be on here today and talk to all of you guys. I know. I've been following your journey around Europe and stuff on social media. You're like, yeah, Chris, you went for another run. Yeah, definitely excited to have you here. So help me fill in the gaps, right? Help us understand more who you are, Brian. So I did everything the pretty traditional way like real estate investors do. Started Mm -hmm. with a small loan of money from my parents of $10 million. And then through a lot of hard work, made it $9 million. (laughs) Now, I started middle class. I went to college, did the normal thing where we tried to figure out what the heck to do outside of college graduated, went to corporate America. I'm one of the few insane people that chose to go into a sales profession. Worked my tail off. That was my identity, was being the corporate guy. A clean shaven, shirt and tie, nicely pressed, going whistling to work and listening to podcasts every single day in my car. So that was actually my cheat code to how I made it to the top of the company. And this applies here because now all of you are listening to me and Chris while you're going to work or from work. So you are listening and getting this freaking automobile university of information because I used to listen to sales podcasts and I did the math. And if you are listening to one hour to work and one hour from work, that's two hours of podcasts a day, 
That's 10 hours a week, 40 hours a month, which means that while all your coworkers are working their normal work week, you're getting a full additional 40 hours of education without any extra time. So I made the switch from sales podcasts. When I hit the top of the company, I won sales rep of the year, a rookie of the year. I got all the awards and a Fortune 500. Realized that I was climbing the wrong mountaintop and that it was not the summit that I anticipated. Switched Mm -hmm. those sales podcasts to real estate. Started buying real estate, one house after another. Very simple, very doable for everyone listening to the show. And then after that, it's a snowball effect compounded into me starting a podcast, joining a couple of mastermind groups, was able to monetize that show and leave my corporate job March 17th of this year. So now, ladies and gentlemen, I am doing this show from Amsterdam. And this has been very cool. I'm traveling full-time around the world. And I started in July. And so this is month two and a couple of days. So that is essentially my story completely. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's been fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you the rest of the story later when I'm done. See (laughs) (laughs) y'all. And I had to beat Chris. I saw that he did it at 28. So that was my mission all along was doing it at 27 just to one-up him. That's right. You just had to beat me just by a little bit, didn't you? <laughs> so that's really cool. And I imagine because you were with a Fortune 500 company, you just got the, all these accolades. Were there people around you, maybe even your own parents, that were thinking, wait, you're trying to quit this job? Are you freaking insane? Were people thinking you were crazy for doing this? So here's what happened. And there's a lesson in this, which is why I tell the story. And I'm trying to be speak with a lot of brevity here for time's sake. But essentially, I hit all of my goals and dreams when COVID hit. So normally when you hit the top of the company, you get this red carpet rolled out for you, you get this massive uh-huh. bonus, cash bonus, $50,000 plus, you go to President's Club, Diamond Level, you get a beach vacation all inclusive, and you go up on stage with all these thousands of people clapping for you. And I hit it during COVID. So when that happened, they took away all of that. They said, hey, Brian, this goal that you've been working towards, great job, bud. You're did fantastic. By the way, we owe you, we're not going to pay you because we're laying people off. So we can't really justify giving you that kind of money. And also no trip, but we're going to do a five-hour presentation end of year. And we're going to put you on a PowerPoint slide at the end. And it's going to say, congrats to Brian Lubin for winning. And this was three years of Give him a Zoom clap. Zoom clap. And I watched that by myself sitting in my dark apartment, like almost depressed and in tears. Because I was like, this is my thing that I've worked so hard to accomplish. And I realized that I was at a mountaintop that was on the wrong end of the freaking mountain range. And that was the realization that it was just time for something new. And I said, I'm never going to have this happen again. If I'm going to work my tail off, I'm going to make sure that I'm getting the fruit from it. And the lesson in that, people, is that whenever a bad situation happens in your life, which it inevitably will, You have to zoom out and ask yourself, what am I supposed to learn from this? Because if that hadn't have happened and I would have gotten everything I wanted, I'd still be wearing a shirt and tie today. And I'd still be maybe working my way up the corporate ladder whistling. But instead, that's what started my financial freedom journey was how terrible I felt. And then just sweeping me under the rug after that and saying, okay, starting back at zero, on to the next one. I said, okay, no, I'm out. So to answer your question... At that point, my friends and family were like, okay, we get it. They didn't pay you 70 grand. We get it. So yeah, I did give up like a quarter million dollar of a year job. It was a good bit of money, but now I live life on my terms. So 
that's more important for me. And it makes me feel richer and have a richer life. Yeah. Not to sound cliche, but obviously what happened, it didn't really happen to you. It happened for happened you. For me. It really guided you down the path that you were meant to go down, which is incredible. Absolutely. I know everybody's going to be asking, of course, how did you do it? They want to know how yeah. you created this, you got passive income to creating passionate income. And maybe even talk about that. What's the difference between passive income versus passionate income? Awesome. So thankfully, guys, we do a lot of podcasts, me and Chris both. So we're pretty well rehearsed in all of these answers. <laughs> but passive income is what everyone knows pretty traditionally, what Chris talks about on the show. It's where your investments and the money coming into your mailbox and to your bank account are no longer tied to your time. So you're not working X amount of hours to get Y amount of dollars. So you can have something like real estate, stock, dividend stocks, business revenue, whatever have you. And it's coming in no matter if you're laying on the couch, playing Xbox, whatever you're doing. Passionate income. So passive income, we've all talked about this for 10 years now. Tim Ferriss started this with a four-hour work week back in 2008. It's been over a decade now, and people are still on chapter one of the book. So we talk about passive income over and over again, but nobody talks about what the hell they do after they have enough passive income to have their freedom. Right. So what happens is now we're a decade past. Everyone, for the most part, and I'm making assumptions about you listening, I'm assuming that you guys have at least exposure to investing or you have investments yourself. So you have some level of passive income and you know that it gets easier and easier. But what is your enough number? What is that number that when you hit it, you're like, okay, I've accomplished something. Then more importantly, after that, what does your life look like? So nobody can answer that for the most part. And I talked to multimillionaires on my show every single day. And that was a huge thing was a lot of them said that even they didn't know what their life looked like. And they're making 100, 200, $300,000 a month. They don't know what their vision, passionate income is when you have the passive income and you have your freedom. Now you do work that you choose to do, not that you have to do. And passionate income is what life is about passionate work. So now, instead of doing something to where you're having all these rental units and all this thousands of dollars of cash flow, and you're just sitting on a beach in Mykonos, and you're just sunning and drinking and having fun, you're literally doing something that's fulfilling to you. And you're doing something that's meaningful, and you're working on complex things, and you're just striving to be better and move the business forward, and you're doing something that fires you up. That's what keeps people going that are 80, 90 years old, you see these 95-year-olds in Italy because they're still working at that restaurant that they created with their family and they love it. So I'm trying to get people out of this freaking corporate job, cut your tie off. If you want to go travel the world, I'll help you. If you want to go create a candle making company and move to Colorado with your family, let's do that. Let's get you the passive income to allow for that. So we can get into that conversation here in a little bit because that's the easy part of the conversation. That's right. Most people do think the strategy to get there is the hard part, but it's kind of like what Mark Twain says. I can help anybody get what they want. I just can't find anybody who knows what they want. I love and that's that. true. There's so few people never look beyond that goal of whatever it is, like 10,000, 20,000 months passive income. So what is it you think that money is going to help you accomplish? What is it you want to do after? What's the next step after you accomplish that? And I truly believe that many people don't actually achieve their passive income goals faster than they do because they're afraid of what that next level might be. They're not sure what they would do with that freedom, with that time and with that passion they have. Yeah. And it's insane because 
I have friends that are making a million dollars a year passive, personal friends. And they joke and say, I have more freedom than they do because they just can't up and leave. They have Uh a team of 50 that work for them. They can't just disappear. So to put a case study to this so that you guys know I'm not completely full of crap and just like talking woo-woo at you, let's put some numbers to it. So what did I do step by step? There's four-step process to do all of this. I've got all of it free online too. So you guys don't worry about anything. Step one is to do your vivid vision. Vivid vision is a book by Cameron Harold. It's essentially a three-year vision that you cast into the future. You write down in present tense what you want your family to look like, your friendships, your relationships, health, business, income, investments, all of that. So you're going to write it all out. Take a day, two days, however you want. This is your roadmap. Once you have your roadmap, you're going to build your financial foundation. The foundation is going to be unsexy stuff. So a lot of the stuff that we talk about on Chris's show and my show, where we're giving you examples of things that aren't necessarily going to maybe fire you up, but they get you the security and the foundation to build on top of. So for me, that was house hacks. So house hack is when you live in one unit, rent the others out. So if we want to get super granular, I buy five bed, four bathroom house hacks in the upper metro part of Atlanta, Georgia, in appreciating neighborhoods. I focus on 1970s to 1980s style split construction, two kitchens in law suite. So essentially, you look at this and you're like, okay, cool. It's a duplex technically, but nobody on the MLS wants to buy these because millennials don't have a purpose for two kitchens. And to build a kitchen is like $20,000. So you don't want to do that. So I buy these houses up to have two kitchens, separate entrances, and I rent them out by the room. So I did the co-living thing before it became a little bit mainstream now. And so I have the upstairs unit 3-2 is rented like a traditional 3-2. It's my HGTV unit. It looks super hip and trendy. And downstairs, I rent by the room. I would live in one and move a buddy or somebody in that I liked to the other room. So while I've been investing, I've never really gotten out of the apartment mentality, although I've got a pretty sizable chunk of net worth now. And so that's going to be the next step. So I just rinsed and repeated. And for that, because you're renting by the room, you get way more cash flow. So I was cash flowing like $1,500, $1,700 per house. And so I got two houses and then I realized, okay, cool. I've got like $3,500 coming here. This is fun. And now what also happens when you house hack? You don't have a mortgage payment technically because your tenant is covering it. You're not paying rent. So that's gone. My student loans, gone. I paid them. I paid all of them because I had a DJ company in college, which I would talk about, but I think any of y'all are trying to be DJs. So it's not pertinent to you. So student loans gone, paid off my so mortgage taken care of, car payments. I buy all my cars in cash. The latest one I have is Toyota Camry XSE, 30 grand, bought it in cash, no car payment. So I've got some insurance payments and I've got my cell phone bill. So call it $1,000 of fixed expenses that I'm on the hook for every single month. So that cash flow, technically is surpassed what my expenses are because I run lean. Now that's my fixed expenses. For my variable expenses, I spend a ton of money. (laughs) I spend a good bit of money on what I enjoy spending money on, which is travel, food, and nice hotels. I want to stay in a cool place. But the variable income, once I had that financial foundation with my fixed expenses covered, you get to phase two, which is now you build your framework. So now you're going to start going to your masterminds, your communities, you're going to build relationships, and you're going to start growing this community and this collaboration with mentors and peers. And then you're going to start building businesses with them on top of your financial foundation. And then this is the point where you're going to start 
just shooting for the stars and seeing what works and what doesn't. It took me three times to figure out I loved podcasting. And I started the podcast because I loved it, not because I wanted to make money from it. But then what happened was I did this, did the podcast, and then started it last October. Going into December, I had multiple people reaching out to me saying, hey, dude, whatever you're doing is working. I'm having dozens of guys sign up for my coaching program, for my mastermind over and over again without you even really saying anything just from your show. And they said, do you want to have a business partnership here? I said, heck yeah, let's go. And so now I've got those formal partnerships. And then January hits, I look down and I look back up and I'm like, whoa, hold on a second. I'm making like 10, 15,000 here outside mm-hmm. of my W-2. Let's repeat this. January, February, March hits. I said, that's three months back to back, baby. I'm out. Let's go. So to finish my monologue and get off my soapbox, I saved up four months of emergency fund that completely covers all of my expenses. And I left the job. March 17th, I gave up about $110,000 of preferred options. I gave up a $20,000 bonus and a good bit of enterprise deals that I had in the pipe. But I knew it was time and I knew it was now or never. And my accountability group said, put a date to this or never talk about this again. And I said, got it. I'm going to put a date to it. And it was March 17th. I left. And July 6th, I got on my flight. Flew out to Mykonos with my girlfriend. We did Mykonos, Santorini, Crete, Barcelona, split Croatia, Austria. Then we did Vienna. And now I'm in Amsterdam. So there's my entire life story in about six minutes. (laughs) It's a good thing you have a short life. Holy cow. That's just (laughs) the last few months alone. Yeah. And that's the kicker, Chris. So I accomplished my three-year vision in 1.2 years. So you hear all of this stuff. (laughs) And all of this materialized 10 grand a month coming in from October that didn't exist before. And that's the power. Like how much real estate would you need to do that? So that's why I tell people, I'm like, find what you're passionate about and post content on it. Be a producer of content, not a consumer like you're doing with this show. And I don't care how niche down you are. If you love doing old Reformation pottery, Go on TikTok and create a brand on it and you'll get millions of followers. Like I saw there's dudes watching glue dry on TikTok making millions of followers and they have a business built around it. It's insane. That's the soapbox I get on now is I'm just like, hey, whenever you find what your thing is and you go all in on that, it's an accelerant. It's like you're putting nitrous oxide in the gas tank and it's just so much fun. Sure is, man. This is great, man. I appreciate that. And that's such good advice, right? Because you didn't even have to get strategic because for the most part, the strategy really is creating that plan, really having that vision, having a plan to help you get there and then just walking that path. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I mean, it cut your time frame from three years down to 1.2 years and you're living your dream, right? And I know you have your own next level. I'm sure you have something next that you're like, okay, now I have a new dream now. What is your yes. new dream? Yes. I have been turmoiling over this. And I'll actually take this as a little bit of a segue to tell the audience, to all you guys listening, about the theory of navigation versus acceleration. So this is a term from the book, The Buddha and the Badass. And it's by a guy named Vishen who founded this company called Mind Valley. That's a unicorn in the Silicon Valley space. And navigation versus acceleration talks about how our life is not just continuous innovation. It doesn't work like that. We're designed to sprint and go 100 miles an hour and then rest. 
and then sprint and then rest and then sprint and then rest. That's how we're designed to do. We're supposed to live our lives in spurts and then figure out and do the work to figure out what's the next spurt. So for me, I hit a little bit of a depression first month while I was traveling because I had accomplished everything that I'd set out to do over in that was my identity for three years. And I did it. Now I'm like, now what? Who am I now that I'm doing it? So moving forward, my thing is I want to be the go-to resource and community and program for people that are looking to leave that corporate position and figure out how to build passive income and passionate income. Like I want to be the go-to resource for that and the go-to community for that. So that's what I'm in the process of building right now. And none of it is live yet, but I would assume that it would be, I would put it out. It's in my vision. I know how that works. So I'd put it out for maybe around January, but that's what I'm working on right now. And I'm working my tail off to make sure it's the best thing ever to also grow my podcast to a million downloads a month. That's what I want. So right now it's been so much fun, man, because you know what I'm talking about. The podcast is the most fulfilling thing ever. To when you guys reach out to Chris, or if you reach out to me and say, hey, this one quote or this one book or this one idea that you told me in that show completely changed how I viewed things. Now I get it. That is the most fulfilling thing in the entire world. So I want to just grow that community. And that's all I'm focused on right now. So it's insane. So building a media company and an online education platform while traveling. Yeah, love it. That's exciting stuff. Excited to see that unfold. So, well, Brian, I appreciate you joining us today. Everybody, be sure to check out the Action Academy podcast. And Brian, what's the website we have them go to? So you can check out Action Academy podcast, or you can go to the website w2toworldtravel.com. And that's going to have a free 30-page guide that's going to be essentially everything Chris and I talked about today, broken down step-by-step with numbers, case studies, and then also a bunch of other case studies, financial case studies from other multimillionaire entrepreneurs that have done the same thing. You're going to get all that for free, w2toworldtravel.com. And if travel's not your thing, that's okay. You can use that framework to live whatever your best life is. Love it. Yeah, we'll put that on the blog of the show. So you guys go on to moneyripples.com podcast section. You'll find this show right there. Click on that link. You can check out more right there. So again, Brian, thank you for your time. Very generous. Very excited for you. In the next 27 years, you've got ahead of you too. Oh, yeah. Everybody, make it a wonderful process week and we'll see you later. 